Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. What's up all you cool cats and kittens? <laughs> that, that is really for our, our guest <laughs> benefit. Um, welcome to uh, a live edition of the Uncapped Podcast. We're back to streaming live to Facebook. Um, as always, we're brought to you by Roast House Pub in Frederick, Maryland. They are uh, open on weekends now, operating out of their food truck that's parked outside of the restaurant. Uh, you can get cans of beer to go. Uh, right now they have, I can't remember everything, but there's a selection of Old Mother, I think some South County, and but they have an ever-changing uh, lineup of cans of beer you can take out, and they're obviously they're exceedingly delicious beer. Um, I'm your host, Chris Sands, and today we are joined by our good friend, Braden Bumpers, one of the co-founders of McClintock Hand Sanitizing Company. Um, <laughs> thanks for joining us, Braden. It's my pleasure. It's good to be back. And look at his beautiful headset. He sounds, <laughs> sounds so good. I was ready. I came prepared today. So um, one of the reasons... Like, it's kind of interesting how many alcohol producing companies, not even just distilleries at this point, have shifted to making hand sanitizer. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's an obvious pivot for distilleries to do. Well, maybe not obvious, but it makes complete sense. Um, real quick, though, do you do you know why some breweries have? Is there something that has changed with or like the laws in general sure. why breweries would start? Because like I had gotten a Duclaw has um, like a couple thousand gallons of uh, hand sanitizer that they've sold. Um, do you do you know what the mechanics behind that is? So I can speak uh, to the rapidly changing legalese, at least that governs our industry. Um, in that, you know, I feel like we're getting updates every single day, but. Uh, Basically, the TTB, which is the federal organization that governs uh, alcohol production in the U.S., um, have laxed a lot of their policies to allow um, alcohol producers to um, uh, make what would be considered an in industrial uh, alcohol. Uh, so for topical use, not for use on your your uh, not for drinking. Um, and they've changed it two or three times now, uh, and now it's basically any ethyl alcohol you can use in, in hand sanitizer. Okay. So it, it's that it's been freed up for any alcohol producer, so that's why breweries are doing it too? Yeah, well, we, or, we um, uh, I, I'm not sure how Duclaw is rectifying the, the alcohol, but I know we have been, uh, we worked with Manor Hill Brewery, and they gave us some of their beer, and we were able to, using our sill, extract the ethanol out of that, um, distill it to 95% purity, and then use that in hand sanitizer. Okay. Um, so what uh, what made you guys decide to start? Because you guys just can produce it start to finish. The breweries, I believe, are buying neutral spirits and then, yep. yeah. and then mixing it yeah. together. But you, you're making your own, right? We are. We're doing a little bit of both. Um, we we did uh, bring in some neutral spirit to use. We've been distilling stuff into neutral spirit. So we're, at this point, we're just trying to make as much as we can to get it in the hands of people who need it. Um, so however we can do that. 
So when you, you first started, you were doing it mainly donating, right? Yeah, the first 500 gallons we produced, uh, we made from our tails, which we had in stock. Normally, we use that to make our all-natural cordials. Um, but because we had a surplus of it, we just distilled it a little bit cleaner into uh, what was used for hand sanitizer. Um, we The first, you know, that 500 gallons we thought would be good to cover, you know, most people who needed it. Um, but we moved it in two days and we realized the need was so huge. We ended up moving most of our production operation into strictly hand sanitizer. And since then we've been able to produce about, uh, like over, uh, 12,000 gallons of sanitizer by the end of the day, it'll probably be closer to 15,000. I have no idea like how to visualize that much, but sure. like I've, I've seen the pictures of just like basically piles of 50 gallon drums yeah. at the distillery. Yeah. So like, it's, you could fill a moderate size swimming pool with the amount of hand sanitizer that we've produced. That's a lot of hand sanitizer. <laughs> it is. It is. I want, so is it still just like that? like Purell and regular hand sanitizer manufacturers just can't keep up with the demand of people buying it? Yeah, I think a lot of the producers from what we've heard are, um, they're doing the right thing, which is prioritizing hospitals and medical personnel, because obviously they need it most. So um, I I think they're struggling to keep up even with that. Um, When you see, you know, like Johns Hopkins is buying uh, thousands of liters from Sagamore Spirits, who's uh, also making hand sanitizer. Um, So a lot of these um, companies and organizations that are still deemed essential and still are helping people, they can't get any because they're not directly related to a medical facility. And these are people like police, police stations, fire, EMS, um, uh, you know, uh, food banks, homeless shelters, people, you know, organizations that are still helping people day to day and come into contact with hundreds of people. Um, but because they're not medical, they they don't have access to that. So, you know, we've we've we have seen the need, and I don't know when you know it's gonna the the market is gonna catch up, and these guys are gonna be able to get it regularly. So we just wanted to make you know as much as we can, and honestly, we're moving it pretty much as fast as we can make it at this point. Are you, is that all you're making now, or are you making uh, spirits still to sell? We are um, we are still um, if if we're waiting on like fermentation uh, to finish up, we are still doing some of our production. We're trying to keep all of our core products in stock um, since we are getting a lot of delivery orders now. Um, but I'd say a, a majority of our uh, man hours at the distillery are spent on uh, sanitizer now. Um, what. Was it uh, in the article about you guys? You you were selling a lot of it to Amazon, right? Uh, yeah, or- we've gotten a few contracts from Amazon. Um, uh, them and uh, also the U.S. Postal Service uh, were two organizations that we sold uh, some bulk contracts to, um, which me and Tyler deemed them essential because you know they are potentially touching thousands of people yeah. thousands and thousands of people every day and you know that's a huge break point and they can't get any so we wanted to prioritize them as well as um first responders so we've gotten uh i think we have 
police, fire, and federal government agencies in um, nine or ten counties now in the in the state that we've been able to supply as well. So that's the bulk. The bulk of our our big orders are going out there, and then we've been able to get um, so, you know smaller uh, companies that that are. Uh, essential covered as well. So like chiropractors, uh, dentists, ops, uh, uh, eye doctors, stuff like that, um, that are, are still contact points, but you know, they usually only need three or four gallons. I got an email from my dentist this week saying that they were doing virtual dentist appointments. <laughs> I don't I even don't, know how that would work. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, do, do they just stream to me and like they tell me how to brush really well for cleaning? <laughs> like, I'm not, uh, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. You gotta sure stick how. your phone in your mouth so they yeah. can see all the back, all the back of your teeth. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. We're gonna take a, uh, take a real quick sponsor break. Um, I think your video is looking really bad for everyone. So hopefully that'll, or no, uh, Graham, Graham's not flailing and, in uh distress anymore so i guess it's better now <laughs> um, but we're gonna take a real quick sponsor break and we'll be right back you may have noticed something a little different in the roast house pub parking lot they are now offering beer and food to go from their food truck the food truck will be open starting april 3rd from 4 30 until 7 30. on saturdays they will open for lunch from 11 30 until 2 30 and then for dinner from 4 30 until 7 30. On Sundays, they will be open for lunch from 11.30 to 2.30, and then for dinner from 4.30 until 7. As you are aware, things are constantly changing, so make sure to check out RoastHousePub.com and their social media channels for up-to-date information and menus. Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of India Pale Ales, delicious fruited sours, robust porters and stouts, and crispy pilsers and lagers, Idiom Brewing Company prides themselves on continuing to innovate, utilizing new and or experimental hops, local ingredients, and unique flavor, flavor profiles. Unfortunately, you can't enjoy their tap room, which is located along beautiful Carroll Creek in downtown Frederick. Thankfully, you can enjoy their delicious beer to go and even have it delivered throughout the Frederick area. You can check out their menu options and place your order at idiombrewing.com. Make sure to follow them on social media for up-to-date options and hours during these ever-changing times. So um, there there was um, a post that Sagamora made where they were uh, trying to petition people to contact the government to relax some kind of requirement for hand sanitizer. Mm -hmm. What was that about? I didn't... Yeah, so um, the difference in the original interpretation of what the TTV, and this might be really boring for most people, but uh, they were saying you can make hand sanitizer without paying excise tax, which is the tax that all of us pay to produce alcohol. Um, you did not have to pay tax on denatured alcohol uh, or isopropyl alcohol, which you can use... Um, uh, separating agents to completely separate all of the water. And so it's just pure ethyl alcohol, basically. Um, but ethanol, which is, you know, what we usually produce for making, you know, vodka or whiskey or gin, um, we were, you, you still had to pay the excise tax on it. And um, I believe they did get that changed. So if it's for use in hand sanitizer, even if it's ethyl alcohol or ethanol, you, you now don't have to pay taxes on it. Okay. 
that makes yeah, sense. really boring stuff. Most people, you know, don't care, but they were just trying to get it to these hospitals as as cheap as possible. And if they can avoid, you know, it's two dollars and seventy cents a proof gallon. That's you know pretty significant um, when you're talking about you know thousands of gallons. Yeah. What's what I, I've seen um, a couple distilleries who also switched to making hand sanitizer, like posting that they were selling directly to the public. And mm-hmm. what, what the price was, and then people giving them a bunch of flack for how much it cost, yeah. and then they explain like, "Look, we're barely making any money on this. This is how much yeah. it costs to, it's, to make." You it. know, it is it is tough. I think most most distilleries are trying to sell it at a reasonable cost, but when you're comparing, you know, what we do to what Purell does, they're used the cheapest possible ingredients it's you know sugar it's rice it's whatever they're making into ethanol um and you and the scale at which they are distilling this i mean these are giant facilities that can handle thousands and thousands and thousands of gallons a day um but most distilleries what we have on hand is you know very high quality grain or cane or molasses or whatever you have on that you know, we, we can't compete with the price on that. And, you know, speaking from our distillery, being organic certified, we're already paying 10 times more than what a, what a non-certified distillery is paying. So, you know, I think everybody, most people for the, for the most part are, are really trying to get this out at a competitive rate and making it, um, you know, available to people who need it, um, which is good to see. So is your hand sanitizer organic? Uh, technically, yeah, it would be if you if you're you're into that. It's made from 100% organic alcohol and uh, uh, kosher organic vegetable glycerin. Uh, I, yeah. So maybe maybe that's a market you're not uh, tapping into. The people I who know. want uh, or fully 100% certified <laughs> organic hand sanitizer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Are are you selling directly to the public too, or are you just supplying essential personnel with Um, selling to the larger contract types? Yeah. So er, earlier this week, we finally are hitting um, our stride and producing enough where we can make it available to the general public as well. So we've been doing um, delivery service as well as curbside pickup for the hand sanitizer and all of our products, spirits, shrubs, coffee, everything like that. Um, and, uh, we didn't publicize it cause we didn't want it to be, uh, too overwhelming, but you know, yesterday I think we got 400 orders in oh, wow. uh, and we're really trying hard to keep up. Um, but it's been, you know, because of these, the, the busyness, we're able to keep hundred percent of our staff on and we've actually hired, um, people to help out with delivery, uh, mostly like industry service people, some brewery staff, um, that that you know had been laid off, and now they're helping us uh, with delivery. Oh, that's so it's, awesome! It's good all the way around. Uh, has um, I know early on, packaging was a huge struggle for anyone yeah. producing the hand sanitizer. Is has that loosened up a little bit, or is it still really hard to find packaging for it? Um, anything the like in a pump bottle i haven't been able to find anything that comes in a pump bottle um we've been able to get these gallon jugs in which is what we're selling them in mostly uh pretty regularly um and i think it's it is getting better i've heard from some of our friends in the industry that they they're now 
uh, able to find some some good packaging uh, opening up now. Yeah, it's crazy all like what this whole new environment situation like all the different shortages that have cropped up. Yeah, it's it's insane. You know, alcohol to grain to glycerin to hydrogen peroxide, every ingredient. You know, there's people all around the country trying to do this, and it's getting tough to try to to source a lot of this stuff. So we're fortunate that a lot of our farmers are local here, and we can work directly with them to get more uh, grain in. Um, are you able to? buy hydrogen peroxide in large quantities or are you using like just what you would buy on the shelf because I, <laughs> I thought i saw in the video like of zach making it like mixing in just a regular peroxide yep. bottle yep we've we we uh for the most part have been just using the hydrogen peroxide that you can buy at a pharmacy um it's it's pretty small quantities compared to the other ingredients that okay. are there so we've been able to you know it's a few liters for every batch that we do. Um, but uh, we we have hooked up with a company that now is supplying us uh, five gallons at a time, which will last us for a few weeks. Okay. Oh, so it's mm -hmm. that small of a ratio? Yeah, yeah. It's it's the Of the entire hand sanitizer mixture, it's 0.125% volume by volume. So it's not not too much. And if, if I understand correctly, like that, there, there's really no reason to even have the peroxide added in 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 the United States because yeah, whatever it's put there in there are, to, to fight doesn't occur here. Like it's some kind of mold. Yeah, that, I mean there are there are uh, you know different bacteria and certain kind of funguses that can grow in high proof ethyl alcohol. The vast majority can't. Um, but it's, you know, this is the World Health Organization's recipe. So they just want to make sure no matter where you are in the world, that, um, whatever it is that's there won't grow in it. So, you know, we, we follow what what the World Health Organization and the CDC recommends to a T for this. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what we use it for. That, so that's another thing I think of. So there are all these distillers across the country making hand sanitizer right now is there any kind of oversight over it or is it kind of like you just have to yes. hope that who's making it is following the the guidelines yeah. <laughs> so um yeah again we'll get into some some really boring uh, legalese stuff but um the ttb uh basically said if you are following the uh world health organization guidelines then you still need to apply for a permit through the FDA, who normally regulates stuff like hand sanitizer. Um, but because there's such a long lead time to get it, it says as long as you have your application in, um, they'll retroactively approve it as long as you, you, but you have to be using this particular formula, um, oh, okay. which we are. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, you know, it's, I, I think some somewhat regulated that's you're supposed to be using this one formula. So it's safe to use distillery hand sanitizer. Uh, it should be uh, for hand sanitizer. You definitely want to make sure it's 68% ABV or above. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, we're going to take one more sponsor break. And then um, when we get back, 
I think we've probably talked about hand sanitizer enough. Um, yes. So let's let's talk about the fun stuff that we normally talk about, and um, I guess at some point you're going to release some new spirits. So let's get the at load, some point get the load down <laughs> on those. District East now offers curbside pickup and a personal shopper service to pick your favorite beer and wine. They're instituting a policy of social distancing by bringing your order to your car. Their hours of operation will stay the same. This is their small way of trying to reduce gatherings of large groups of people while still delivering the service their customers have come to expect. You can view their inventory at www.districteast.beer to place orders you can call 240-651-0500 as well as calling and texting 240-367-4961 and 240-367-4149. You can stay up to date with their offerings on all of their social media channels. Spanish Farmwoods Brewery may have to close their tap room, but you can still get their beer to go. They will be open for to-go beer sales of four packs and crowlers seven days a week from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Please follow them on their social media channels for up-to-date information. At Vanish Beer on Instagram and at Vanish Brew on Facebook. Before we talk about the fun stuff, I should probably say thank you to you um, because uh, you McClintock helped uh, the newspaper, which is essential personnel. Um, Absolutely. With our inability to source hand sanitizer anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. The media so, is very important so now. So we are, we are very appreciative of that. Uh, you're welcome. Um, so you, I think you'd said you were already supposed to have come out with a brandy. Yeah. So that is that, when's that put on hold too? And you want to tell us about what it is? Sure. Um, so it's the next two uh, releases of our innovation series, which we've talked about on the show before, which are all um, single release, really small batch or uh, experimental products. Um, so the two that we are going to release, one is a pear brandy and the other is an apple eau de vie um, that we made uh, a fancy. few years ago. It is. Yeah. Eau de vie is just uh, it's basically you take the cores and the peels of the apple uh, you extract the sugar is using hot water and some other stuff. You ferment that and then distill it. Uh, it's it's uh, a really it's like a lighter brandy. It's really fun. Um, so we were planning on releasing both of those uh, last month uh, in collaboration with Willow Oaks, uh, who's a local cider producer. We we use their their fruit to make that. Um, so uh, when we uh, have more information. Uh, we will have a, re a release date for that, and you can come down and try both of the brandies as well as um, their uh, ciders that uh, they use some of the brandy to fortify to make a pomo. And we tried both of them, and they are delicious, and they are very high ABV. Which is kind of necessary nowadays. It is. It is. You need you need a cider that's you know coming in around you know, fifteen twenty percent ABV. Oh, it's the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're gonna hold off until the state of emergency has been lifted, lifted, and people can come into the tasting room to release. Yeah, it? 
yeah, for all of our releases, you know, we're we're believers in try before you buy. So, uh, you know, we always do free tastings for new products, and you can come down and try it. Make sure you enjoy it before you you know spend twenty five or thirty bucks on a on a bottle. Um, yeah, and then we have another release uh, that was supposed to be uh, this month um, that is actually going to be part of our core lineup, and we're really excited about it. Uh, but uh, we got a little bit of time before we release that. What's that? Uh, so it's called our. It's called the Oro. It is a organic wheat vodka that we vapor infused with uh, fresh sliced organic cucumbers and lime peel, uh, and then we've been aging it in used Anejo tequila barrels for a little over a year now. It's a really uh, definitely one of the weirder products we were going to release it as innovation spirit but it was so good that we decided to make it our, our last addition to our core portfolio uh, so you're not going to be adding anything more i so- think we're good we have the you know three gins three whiskeys two vodkas and then the cordials i think that's that's enough for our, our yeah. usual stuff but we'll keep doing the innovation series because we have um Poor attention spans, so <laughs> we like to keep making new stuff down here. So that vodka is that then that's what I tried about a year ago. Then right? Yeah. So, so you tried the the fresh distillate, yeah. which was delicious on its own. It's I was like um, like uh, green fruit loops, really good. I actually, uh, I think I may have a bottle of it in my desk drawer. Oh, you have a sneak peek. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really good, and the year in the Neho barrel just picked out these like beautiful like savory notes to it that just we, we were really excited about it so uh we'll have that out soon hopefully so it should be around the same time when everything's yeah, opened yeah. back up or does it need a little bit is it still aging or is it bottled up it's bottled it's ready okay. to roll we were actually planning on releasing it uh this upcoming weekend uh but it'll be same thing. We'll probably release all of these. We'll have a bunch of products to release whenever uh, we reopen our tasting room. Just flood the market. Yeah. <laughs> like come down. You can try a flight of, you know, 21 different spirits. Um, is is product still selling well through liquor stores? Um, it is. It is. We're really fortunate that, you know, we have a lot of um, retail partners in D.C. and Maryland and um, Delaware. Um, so we're really lucky um, that, that people are still supporting our distillery, which means a lot to us. I've been trying to tell people, it's like, you know, you don't have to buy a McClintock product, but if you are stocking up on wine or beer or, you know, food or spirits or anything, just try to support an independent independent business because i think you know a lot of the people in our industry are are hurting pretty bad right now so speaking of that this would be a great time for me to bring up uh cheers for charity and uh noms for good i think that's what the t-shirts are so um octavo designs um they they were already doing t-shirts that they were selling to benefit uh the restaurants in downtown frederick and I wanted to do something to help breweries, so I contacted them. They designed three awesome glasses that we're selling, um, and the proceeds of that glassware is going to go to the breweries of downtown Frederick to help them out because some of them are hurting. Um, yeah, it's 
it's definitely not an ideal situation for breweries right now, especially ones who had uh, made large investments right before this happening. Yeah. And, um, so if you go to uh, um there's three different glasses to purchase, and they uh, all the proceeds will go to the downtown Frederick breweries. Awesome. I'd want to help. Uh, distilleries too but you guys are busy selling hand sanitizer i figured, it will be, I figured yeah. you're good <laughs> we'll, we'll be fine through this for sure mcclintock hand sanitizing company is doing just fine <laughs> yeah. yep yeah. i was tell uh, zach he does a really good walk like an egyptian <laughs> i will i will definitely let him know guys we have uh, all hands on deck these days everybody's here so did um did carol baskin kill her husband you know, that's the question that we've really been discussing a lot here over the last few weeks. And I'm a believer that Carol Baskin killed her husband, fed him to tigers. <laughs> well, uh, apparently the president's going to look into uh, pardoning Joe Exotic. Yeah, pardon Joe Exotic. I was, uh, they were talking about uh, uh, Tiger King on um, DC, on Elliot in the Morning. And they were they were discussing like would this show have been as popular if it came out at a different time, or is a lot of its popularity because it happened to come out when people were stuck at home and looking for any kind of ridiculous distraction? I kind of feel like it would have been just as popular at any time because it's just I such agree. a train wreck. I, it's one of my favorite things I've ever seen in my entire life, bar none. So I think we've we've all of us have been working crazy long hours, and I think every single one of our employees has watched it now. So I think <laughs> no matter what the situation, everybody needs to watch Tiger King immediately. And I feel like the um, the Tiger King memes and the COVID memes are the only thing that are getting me through this. Yep, and I a lot that's of alcohol right. that's helping too. <laughs> Yeah, I think alcohol and Tiger King is a recipe for success through the quarantine. So the um, but so in general, like you guys are doing good, which I'm I'm happy to hear. So yeah, thankfully the, la- the last few people we've had on and talked to lately that have um, they're weathering this as best as sure. can be possible. Yeah, I think you know. We're really fortunate that we have the equipment and the ability and the knowledge to be able to do something to combat, you know, COVID during this crisis. Um, You know, I I can't imagine how frustrating it would be to be a business owner and, you know, you're just kind of stuck doing doing what what you can. But, um, you know, we're we're lucky we're able to do something to contribute and help people. So. Um, you know, we, we're happy to be working long hours every day. That's for sure. So when are we going to do the next version of no cover? I, I, uh, just got some malts in, uh, the other day, actually. So I got some good ideas we can talk about, but I'm, I'm ready to get the next project rolling, especially if it's a two year lead time. That's true. That, yeah. that two years actually flew by. I was, almost, I, I, I remember when we first did it and I was thinking like, 
Man, I don't even know if Ca- Uncapped's going to be around by the time this is released. <laughs> we're, we're we're really putting a lot of faith in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was it was uh, it it really did. It went went by fast. I know the the worst part of doing these extern these um, remote episodes is I don't get to force anyone to do a shot with me. That's true. That's true. And you only get to try. You would have had. Uh, Two shots of brandy and a shot of uh, Oro vodka today too. I can't I can't share it with you through the computer, unfortunately. Well, the well, I mean, like typically, I would make any guest do a shot right. of no cover at the end. Yeah, of it. I like that. And make is loosely. Most people were excited about trying it. Good, good. Um. So how um how do people order? Um, McClintock products for delivery. To walk us through that procedure before we. And things. Sure. So you can go to our website, uh, which is www.mcclintockdistilling.com. Uh, it's right on the top of the homepage uh, that we are doing delivery now. You click on that. Um, you can order any of the spirits that we have in stock, as well as shrubs, sanitizer, and coffee. Um, and you click whether you'd like to pick it up curbside from the distillery, which we can process that for the next day. Or uh, you can click delivery, which we will deliver within 72 hours of the order being placed. What's the delivery radius? 30 miles from Frederick. Oh, so pretty far. Pretty far. Yeah, we're doing uh, lots down in you know, Rockville, Bethesda, uh, out Westminster, uh, Ellicott City. We're doing, we're doing a bunch right now. Very cool. Yep. Um, well, once again... Thank you for um, keeping the Frederick News Post's hands sanitized. Um, thank you for what you're doing to help people in other industries that just simply can't even purchase hand sanitizer any other way. Um, it's really awesome that you guys are doing that. And uh, thank you for some of your time today. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Chris. All Carol right. Baskins killed her husband. Without a doubt, she killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, man. I right, have a good. Uncapped is brought to you with support from McClintock Distilling, Maryland's first and only organic certified distillery. They are well known for their award-winning gin and are rapidly growing a name for themselves for their matchstick bourbon and bootjack rye whiskey that have both won double gold at international spirits competitions. You can visit them in historic downtown Frederick along Carroll Creek for tours and tastings. Go to McClintockDistilling.com for more information. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook, and if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, that's good.